Hey everybody, welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. This is Katie Weaver, and I'm here with my co-anchor, sister, and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey everybody. Are you ready to hear another update about the Daybell case? Because <laughs> by God, we've got one. <laughs> That's right. Are you sick of this yet? I know you're not. I know you're not. I don't know. My daughter told me she quit listening to us for a while because she was so tired of hearing about the daybells. <laughs> you know, so, I will never get tired of listening to the judge earlier today say first degree murder. And the way he said it, it was like every time he paused, mm -hmm. he looked at Chad. Dramatic pause. Said it yeah. In kind of a dramatic way. You could mm -hmm. tell that he was in some way relishing being able to say that to that jackass and i loved every minute of it hells yes we'll take it yeah yes, we well it is the wednesday night update show and yes you have heard a little extra from us this week because of all of the breaking news and the charges yesterday and the arraignments or you know half arraignments this morning <laughs> we had so, one and a half arraignments today. I, had, I didn't even know that was a thing, but one arraignment and an attempted arraignment. So <laughs> an attempted mm -hmm. arraignment, yeah. Yeah. So, but before we dive into all of that, Christy, how are you? Um, I'm really good. I, I'm really excited to camping this weekend. Mm-hmm. And just working on lots of projects behind the scenes and just busy, busy. And also just, you know, I, I'm still really I'm just really happy. I'm really happy for the families and for law enforcement. Yeah. That this is finally coming down on people's heads. That yep. this has taken a long time. And I'm very, I have to say, I'm very proud of the prosecution and law enforcement in both counties, prosecutors mm -hmm. in both counties. You guys have no idea mm -hmm. what tiny little places this is, these are. Mm-hmm how much they have never dealt with this kind of stuff. And I know it seems like it's been slow, but you guys, they have done absolutely stellar freaking uh -huh. job of making sure that these idiots, as Cammy says in the chat, fry like an egg. That's right. <laughs> and I, I yeah. just, I'm feeling really proud because it's a huge, it's a tremendous undertaking uh -huh. to get through what has just, you know, occurred. And yeah. I think that our little tiny Madison County and Fremont County and Rexburg PD, that they yeah. have done this, it's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. and they've done it under the guidance of the FBI, which is great. They have cooperated so beautifully with each other. Yes. With uh, all of the prosecutorial, prosecut prosecutorial pieces that have been together. Go. That was, uh, it was hard, but I got there. Uh, with the FBI, they've all just worked so beautifully together. I feel like they've been really good. That there hasn't been, at least in what we've seen, a lot of ego thrown around. You know, a lot of clashing. It seems like they've just really no. kept their eyes on the prize. You know, of really getting justice for these kids and for Tammy. So, yep, yeah. it's awesome. It is. I agree. Is. Well, I am good too. I'm also super excited to go camping and get out. It has been really cold this last week. It's been really rainy. And the weather's supposed to take a turn tomorrow and get beautiful for the weekend. Oh, so it's please. so exciting. So, and of course, your daughter's graduation on Friday. Yes, oh Mars's graduation on Friday. Yes, and then camping. And we yeah. camp in a really special place for Memorial Day. So mm -hmm. uh, we, our family owns some land 
in this lovely little place. And they have a little stretch of land in between. It's all farmland. And they have a little stretch of land in between all of their acreage that uh, has two canals that run on either side of it. And it's not big enough to actually farm it. And so they've always just left it. They call it the island. It's not completely an island, but it's close enough. And and it's just full of cottonwoods and live, you know, not livestock, uh, wildlife. And it's it's kind of like a little reserve because mm -hmm. it's gated off and protected. Mm -hmm. And so it's so cool to see all the deer and Mm -hmm. bunnies and all the different birds and hawks. And Mm -hmm. yeah, they Um, know they're protected there. Yeah. But what's so special about it for us is that the cemetery where our parents and our brother are buried is directly through the uh, the bit of farmland from there. Yeah. That land where the cemetery is was donated to that county a long time ago, more than 100 mm-hmm. years ago, by great, our great family. Great-grandparents or great-great-great-grandparents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, their farmland butts right up to it. And so our family that owns that land very graciously hold on to it for us every Memorial season. So we can come camp there over Memorial weekend and be close to our folks' graves so that we can go and decorate it and see family and spend a little time. And it's right. just a really, it's a really kind thing they do for us every year. And it's a wonderful place to camp. Mm-hmm. And you're five minutes from Maverick. So hot coffee is a moment away at any yeah. time. So at any moment. Yeah. It's <laughs> quite nice. What could be better, really? It feels like <laughs> you're out in the mountains away from everything. And yet you can get right to a convenience store as quickly as, mm-hmm. as so fast you can't even imagine it. So it's right. a pretty amazing place. <laughs> there's, there's just a great balance there. So yeah, there is, there is. I'm super excited. And sometimes this time of year here, the weather is still pretty crappy, but this weekend it looks like it's going to be really nice. So yeah, I'm sure the wind's going to blow because the wind blows this time of year. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It's supposed to be great. So we're excited. But mm-hmm. one of our chatters, we've got Cammy, we've got Innocuous, Moonbeam, Cat, Patsy, Red Girl, Cranky, Loretta. Hello, everybody. Yeah, There's welcome, welcome. There. Yeah. So Cammie pointed out that she loved the days that were chosen. And what she means by that is that yesterday, when all of those murder charges and a few other things came down, that was JJ's ninth birthday. Yes, it was. And then on their next uh, status update, next time we come to court is June 9th, which is the day the kids were found a year ago. Yeah. It's kind of interesting how that's playing out right now. It sure is. I I love it. I just think it's very validating. You know, I don't know if the courts are doing it on purpose or not, but it kind of seems like it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's cool. Yeah, for sure. So we do have a couple of things to talk about with this case tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, however, we did say that there was a, you know, an arraignment and an attempted arraignment today. So I thought we'd explain that briefly in case you guys uh need to be brought up to speed. (laughs) So Chad's arraignment went, uh, you know, as well as you would expect about what you'd expect. So -hmm. the point of the arraignment is to make sure, to basically tell someone what they're being charged with and why they're being held and what the maximum penalties could be Mm -hmm. were they to, you know, be found guilty. That's pretty much all it is. They're pretty quick. And just to confirm that they have an attorney. Yeah. Confirm they have an attorney and, Ask them if they understand the charges. I mean, that's pretty much the crux of it. That's there's not a lot to it. 
Because um, um, June 9th then will be an admit deny for yeah. for yeah. for Chad anyway. <laughs> yeah. Now for Lori, we don't know. So that was pretty much it. Chad started out with the creepiest smirk on his face. He even smiled oh. and laughed a little bit. It was gross. It was super gross. But it wasn't very long. And he reverted right into resting toad face. And so did Pryor. I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just like this. Yep. Just yep. like that for the entire time. Uh -huh. His complete lack of emotion as he's been being charged with first-degree murder mm -hmm. is just chilling, you guys. It really is. <laughs> really is. Like, nothing, nothing crossed his face as all of those charges were read. Nothing. Oh, so weird. Like, can you yeah. imagine being in that situation and mm -hmm. having no reaction? Yeah. It's insane. Like, most people would be freaking out or crying or at least looking scared or something no something nothing nothing totally neutral with him it's just mm -hmm. he's so weird it's crazy we, not, so, we don't know he's weird. we do but this yeah. it was super weird mm -hmm. it's always gross every time you see chad you just can't you need a shower it's just always gross and when he was wearing the mormon man costume mm -hmm. and that just bugs me too and i know mm -hmm. it, why do i care but it, if you don't if you aren't familiar with our community, you wouldn't understand, but he's wearing a white dress shirt and tie, mm -hmm. no jacket, just a white dress shirt and tie. Mm -hmm. And that is, it's code basically. It is. You see a man dressed like that. The very first thing you know is that he's Mormon. Mm -hmm. And because Mormon men generally don't wear colored dress shirts, they wear white. And you want to know why they wear in a white? This is so creepy. Mm -hmm. And some Mormon people are going to be pissed at us for this, but it's true. They want you to see what is known as the celestial smile, which is mm -hmm. the garment line. It's the like it sort of looks like a, a t-shirt underneath a white shirt. Yeah. But men wear white shirts with their garments so that you can see that they're Mormons. Mm -hmm. You see it all over our communities, like in businesses. Oh yeah. Like men are giving a, it's a signal, like, hey. Mm -hmm. I'm like you, you know, come bank with me or whatever, you know, we just mm -hmm. see it a lot. And he keeps doing that. And, mm -hmm. you know, he, he, that he got away with a lot of shit for a long time for that very reason yeah. that he was a Mormon guy, you know, and, and we know there's problems with the Mormon church and maybe he got kicked out or. Right. Maybe he it left, sounds like not he sure. was excommunicated, but these old habits die hard and yeah. It's a trigger for us that you guys probably don't understand. And yeah, you're probably like, us, we're like, it's oh. just a white shirt, man. But for us, it's like, uh, got it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Message yeah. sent. Mm -hmm. Which for him, that would be a message sent to the jury too. Except for the chat, you burned that bridge. It's totally done. And then the Mormons don't want you. They kicked you out. And you talk to any LDS people and they're like, yeah, no, he's not one of us. Why would they want you, Chad? Why would they no. want you? Yeah. And yes, Cammy, no expression when they charged him for his late wife. Yeah, nothing. Nothing on the nothing. kids, nothing on Tammy. It was just ugh. Just flat ugh. and flat. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, and Pryor did uh, indicate that, yes, he is going to stay on as Chad's attorney in this matter. So pretty much what we thought. Yeah. So then we get on to Lori. Lori was supposed to start at 1130. It didn't start forever. It was about 15 minutes late. Come to find out it's because there had been a sidebar, which again, I am getting damn tired of this stuff because yeah. these are supposed to be public trials. 
And the fact that we keep getting shut out of part of the proceedings is crap. And I have no sway anywhere, but I really wish that some of the bigger networks would hire an attorney and raise a little hell with, uh, yeah, with Idaho over this because it's there's all this. It is, and it's mostly with Mark Means. There's all this behind the scenes crap going on, and it's with Means. Mm -hmm. He always needs to have these secret conversations with the judge, and it's insane. But again, today that happened. So they finally get into court and the judge says, okay, well, with the information just presented to me, uh, Mr. Means, it sounds like you are asking for a continuance. And he said he was, he asked the prosecutor if he objected to that. He said he does. He completely passed over the prosecutor that Judge Edens did. He didn't give the prosecutor a chance to argue that at all. No, he just said he. he Well, I'm going to grant it. Yep. Yep. And then, uh, and that was it. And then the judge tried to just wrap it up and say, well, we'll come back to yeah. this with, you know, the no new date set, nothing. We'll just, you know, we'll come back to no. this as, as we can. Which also seems strange to me that there was no new date set. I mean, normally they always mm-hmm. set a date for their yeah. next meeting. I mean, they did it with, with uh, Chad's arraignment, right. you know. I yeah. mean, what the hell is going on behind the scenes here? Mm-hmm. So then... The judge tried to end, and the prosecutor was like, well, wait a minute, judge. Um, is Mr. Means, uh, we need to know if he's planning on retaining, or, you know, if, if Lori is retaining him for this matter. And he was like, oh, oh, yeah. He's like, uh, Mr. Means, are you, because he didn't file, guess what? Didn't file the right form. Didn't file the form. Yeah. He also didn't, didn't file, file the form. He also didn't file the form for the continuance. He just showed up in court and asked for it. Yeah, because which is so his way. Yeah, he doesn't do anything that he's supposed to do. So basically, uh, yeah. So then he said, yeah, he is going to do that. He is going to continue to, you know, be her attorney for these matters. And the judge said, okay, well, can we get you to file that form, please? And he said, yeah, when I get a chance to judge, I will. That was so disrespectful. As soon as I get a free moment. And it was like, what the hell are you Mm -hmm. talking about? The the capital murder charges have been filed against your client. What are you so busy doing that you cannot, you know, put energy into this? Well, yesterday, Lori was served with that stuff at about noon. And right at about noon, he was tweeting about transgender athletes. Yes. You know, I mean, that's what he's doing. He is not. I'm tired of hearing that he just doesn't have any time in the day when he's constantly tweeting nonsense. Yeah. We know what you're doing, Mark. Nothing. Yeah, anyway. Not on Twitter. So, yeah. So what the hell does it mean? Well, it could mean a few things. It could mean because part of this proceeding is that uh, Lori is supposed to be able to tell the judge that she understands the charges that are brought against her. It could mean that she had a meltdown right before court and was spewing a bunch of nonsense. You know, the judge did not uh, ask her any questions or address her at all. And it could mean that he's asking for a new psych eval because she's falling apart. That's very possible. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it could be that means was just fully unprepared. Mm -hmm. That could be too. Means (laughs) looked really terrible. He He looked sick. He did not look well. Mm -mm. That was my first thought when I saw the two of them. Means looks awful. Awful, awful. Yeah, he he does. Yeah. 
and maybe he's been ill and that's why. But the thing mm -hmm. I didn't understand about getting a continuance on this is all they do is read the charges, ask your client, do you understand what you're being charged with? Yes. Are you still going to have this attorney? Yes. Boom. Done. That's all it was. Yeah. So what did he need and to be? Uh, what did he need to be prepared for? You know, I can't help wonder if it was more of that. But your honor, the prosecution been mean to me. They didn't even tell me this was going to happen. I don't have time for this. It yeah. seems a lot like that, especially considering that he didn't file anything that he should have before they got there. Right. Because, you know, he only had 24 hours notice. Yeah, and, well, and that's true. It moves quick. So did everyone else, Jackass. Exactly. <laughs> but again, this is the difference between civil court that he's used to and family court versus criminal court. Right. And he just continually shows how inexperienced and in, unprepared he is for this. But yeah. so hopefully we'll find out soon. We don't know. Now, it's true that in the other matter, there was a stay filed by means back in March that we don't understand because, again, it was done in another sidebar. We don't know why. And, and the proceedings for Lori moving forward on that side have been stayed indefinitely. So we don't know what's happening yeah. um, in that direction. So now but that's a totally different but that's case. a totally different case. So it wouldn't apply to this one. No. I, that Those are where my thoughts are. One, mm -hmm. it was just a completely a matter of him being unprepared and not ready. Or it's a question of Lori's mental health. Now, there's no or, insanity plea. No. But if she is, you know, if he tried to explain the charges to her before court and she threw a bunch of nonsense back in his face, maybe he, you know, decided that he doesn't feel like she is prepared to understand the consequences yet and that he, she needs a psych eval. I'm kind of leaning both ways with it. Could be. I mean, all we have in Idaho is diminished capacity, which usually... Um, applies to people with developmental disabilities and which would have yeah. been apparent and applied a long time ago. It's not going to right. qualify here. No, no, but I, I it don't could know. also so be crazy. that they are considering changing attorneys and that he wasn't quite ready to say yay or nay and just said yay because the prosecutor asked. Yeah. Um, it could be Lori's considering a plea, although I don't think it would have mattered here because she's still. Right. She's still charged with these things. This was right. not the deny hearing. So I don't think that was it because she wasn't even going to be asked if she was guilty or innocent. Plus, right. you don't, nobody pleads guilty at the admit deny hearing anyway. That's not no, how this works. And you don't get a plea before you've even been arraigned. It's just too soon right. in the game to think it was a plea. It is. Yeah. yeah. So the other thing that everyone wanted to talk about was Lori's hair. Right. Even so, Scott Wright talked about Lori's hair, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> yeah. So Lori's hair was dark. So here's the scoop. Lori has dark hair. Yep. She was a, a bottle blonde. She always, you know, has just colored her hair. And her hair has grown out. Now, she had a little bit of blonde. If you really blew it up, it was more yellow than it was blonde. Yeah, that's just what's no there. Mm -hmm. When she first entered the Madison County Jail, she had extensions. But it looks like the extensions are gone. This is now just what her hair looks like. Now, she does can get haircuts in jail. And so it is very likely that she has had a haircut or two since she's been there. They have a barber that comes uh, once a week and or once a month. Sorry, once a month. And you can have not a style, but you can have a trim. Yeah. And so it's likely that she has had her hair cut. 
Now it looked like it was, you know, waved pretty good. Well, mm -hmm. she does not have access to a curling iron or anything that, but it does look like she has naturally curly hair, mm -hmm. but what they do in jail is they'll make kind of makeshift uh, like rag curlers. And yeah. so it's likely that somebody helped her put her hair in rags last night and then pulled them out this morning to have her hair done because yeah. her hair was definitely, uh, you know, put together like that. You know, mm -hmm. she, she looked like her hair was done, you know, mm -hmm. she did. And, and we know she's been a pretty vain lady, you know, in the yeah. past. And she so, was wearing a mask over the majority of her face, though, right up to like almost below her eyes. And so you couldn't really see a lot so that you couldn't yeah. see any facial expressions, nothing. Yeah. And she was wearing a mask because that is required still by Madison County. Yeah. So Chad has never worn a mask when he and I, you know, prior are together in their uh, Zoom, you know, entrances mm -hmm. to court and things. Because Fremont County hasn't required it, but Madison County has, and they still are. So Madison the reason County she... was the hotspot of the country for COVID about mm -hmm. six months ago. Yeah. So <laughs> but they've been really, really strict about it. So that's why she had a mask on. Though she could choose to wear one too. I mean, indefinitely, probably, but that's why. So prior obviously, or means obviously chose not to wear one. And I think as the attorney, he can, but the inmate is required to wear the mask. Yeah. Yeah. So that's basically what's up with uh, with Lori, as far as we know. As far as we know, yeah. yeah, it was a it was a strange little moment, as it always is with her and her attorney. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah. you know, Scott Reich said on uh, Crime Talk. If you watch him, he's been talking a lot about this case, and mm -hmm. we like to watch him because he's an attorney, and so mm -hmm. sometimes he helps us understand things we don't understand. And he said, "Never in twenty seven years has mm -hmm. he seen someone ask." for a continuance at this stage of a hearing. Mm -hmm. He says unheard of because yeah. there's no reason. They didn't have to do anything but just sit there and mm -hmm. say, yes, your honor, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, you the, the prosecutor was so pissed off and disgusted. It was seething out of him. It was. And yeah, you had said it earlier that he's usually pretty, uh, he can be pretty, pretty like, poker faced. Yeah. Poker face, but he wasn't yeah. there. He was pissed. He was like, yeah. what the hell is this he was crap? You know, frustrated. Yeah. It's just more of Mark Means nonsense. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So, but there's actually a couple more things with this case that have rolled out here recently that we wanted to share with you tonight. One of them is a phone call that uh, was released. Uh, it was our Alwyn. Alwyn, I'm going to call it like the Alwyn Reese. Mm -hmm. uh, she's another true crime podcaster and she's done a lot of work on the Daybell case. So she had a lady that had approached her that was, had been a friend of Melanie Gibbs that she had a conversation with on the phone that she shared a portion of that and mm -hmm. she published it. And then that person got really upset and said she didn't have the right to publish it. And supposedly mm -hmm. it has been turned over to law enforcement like a while ago, like clear back in January. So she pulled it down because this person uh, got really upset about it. But, you know, it's a little too late because the transcript is out there in the ethers. So, Christy, do you want to tell us more about that? Yeah. So there was a this is a, a screenshot of a Facebook message in a group where this was shared. And uh, this person says, hi, I'm new here. I've had some issues with Melanie Gibb. We were friends on Facebook. Then she called me out of the blue when I started hearing about Chad and Lori on the news. 
I used to listen to the podcast Feel the Fire by Melanie Gibb, Lori Vallow, and Jason Mao, and the podcast Time to Warrior Up. I wasn't prepared to receive the things Melanie told me over the phone. I felt horrible for months sitting with information that I felt the police needed to know. I wasn't a prepper like all of them. I didn't attend any of the get-together things because I live on the East Coast. But because of the conversation, I knew the kids were dead before they were found six months later. It has been very traumatizing for me. I also knew Chad and his killed his wife and that Charles' death was planned. Many other things that Melanie told me over the phone. I was upset and sent her a response on Facebook Messenger and then blocked her and have not talked to her since. So we have, we don't know who that person is. Mm -hmm. and I, we wouldn't say even if we did. Yeah. But we do have a little snippet of a phone call that she recorded with Melanie Gibb. And we, it is our understanding that this has now been turned over. The whole call has been turned over to law enforcement. But we want to, we've got 23 seconds of the call that will uh -huh. confirm for you that she certainly knew some things she wasn't saying earlier. So let's listen to that. Uh -huh. And, you know, Alex, bless his heart, who passed away, he just was thought he was doing a favor to his sister. He didn't really care so much, you know, about Charles or this or that, but he just thought he was helping her. Did she ask him to kill him? Well, to self-defense, yes. Well, he, she, because he, they, they planned it. I mean. So that's what we have. Yeah. Basically, what she's saying there is that Lori and Alex did plan Charles's death and plan it to look like it was self-defense, which is exactly what happened and exactly how the police read it. Yep. But she's saying, and this is Melanie, you know, if you've heard Melanie Gibb at all, her voice is very distinctive. You have no, mm -hmm. there's no doubt that that's her. Yeah. Um, that, basically well, saying that she knew. Yeah. 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 And we have, we have some funny stuff going on in the chat we should notice. Um, mm -hmm. Let's see. Cammie's saying that the golden vagina has turned to nickel or <laughs> diamond to cubic zirconia, right? It's yeah. no longer working the way that it has in the past for Lori. No. Not even but, close, has it? Yeah. You know, we know that Melanie Gibb has been here in town, and we know that, um, so we're pretty sure, you know, we're pretty sure that she testified at the grand jury, mm -hmm. and we wonder, you know, I'm wondering, is she telling everything that she knows now? Because honestly, if there's a call like that, that's been turned over to the police, she's going to be implicated if she's not speaking up. Yeah. So we're pretty yeah. curious about that. Really curious about that. Well, yeah, see, she was served with this enormous uh, document from right. Mark Means demanding all of this stuff. Oh, my gosh. And she was served at a hotel in Rexburg. Yeah. A couple like of days ago. Or over the she weekend. Yeah. She refused to take it, interestingly, or tried to. But eventually she must have because, uh, you know, it's out there now. But he asked for an exhaustive amount of stuff. Yeah. That honestly, like, it's hard to even imagine how you would put all of the stuff together he wanted. One of the things that he asked for that I'm just kind of dumbfounded about is he wants 
uh, full access to all of her social media accounts, including her passwords. Yeah. Thinks that she'll turn over her social media passwords. Yeah. I don't think he can actually force her to do that. There's no criminal, you know, she's not charged with the crime. Right. And he's not a prosecutor. So what makes him think he could do that? I mean, if I think what can happen is she can not do that. And then they'll be in front of a judge who will decide what they feel like is, uh, you know, what they feel like is reasonable and rational. But I'm just going to read to you what the subpoena is asking for. It's crazy. All communications, text, emails, voicemails, SMS messages, chat records, social media communications, podcasts, recordings, and the like, tangible or intangible, between you, Ms. Melanie Gibb, and the following individuals, agencies, departments, and the like, from January 1st, 2019 to present. So here's the list. Lori Vallow Daybell, Chad Daybell, Melanie Pulowski, Ian Pulowski, Zulima Pastenas, Summer Shiflet, April Raymond, Charles Vallow, Tylee Ryan, ugh, Jason Mao, Gabe Bonilla, Alex Cox, Zach Cox, Adam Cox, Colby Ryan, Tammy Daybell, Julie Rowe, Christopher Parrott, Michael James, Nancy James, Brandon Boudreaux, Thor Furaseth, Heather Daybell, Matthew Daybell, Robert Wood, any and all news journalists. Robert Wood, as in the prosecutor. The prosecutor. <laughs> any and all news journalists and or reporters, including but not limited to Nate Eaton, East Idaho News and East Idaho News Agencies, ABC, NBC, Dateline, MSNBC, Keith Morrison, Shane Bishop, Color My Media, Latter Day Media, Preparing a People, Book of Mormon Evidence, The Firm Foundation, any and all agencies, companies, corporations regarding your dealings and the like with Lori Daybell and or Chad Daybell. Deputies, detectives, police officers, prosecutors, and the like for the following agencies. Rexburg Police Department, Madison County Sheriff's Department, Robert Wood, yet again, what's you digging for there, Mark? I think we know. Fremont County Sheriff's Department, St. Anthony Police Department. St. Anthony doesn't have a police department. No, there's only Federal Bureau. Good try there, Mark. Federal Bureau of Investigation. Fremont Prosecutor's Office, Madison Prosecutor's Office, three times, three times he brings in the Madison's Prosecutor's Office into play. Mm-hmm. Chandler, Arizona Police Department, Gilbert, Arizona Police Department. Please identify each and every location, date, and time, and persons present for said communications, whether in person, telephonic, Zoom, or the like. And also, Telephone records for all telephone numbers owned or used by you from date above to present, including but not limited to text records, telephone call records, identify all telephone numbers you have used personally, professionally, 
temporarily, aka burner telephones, or permanently in regard to identified persons above. Identify all telephone numbers, service providers, names, dates, and times of service provider for any and all telephone number used by you as requested above. Please include and identify each in its entirety. The telephone numbers of all phones, whether personal, business, or burner telephones. In identifying each and every telephone number, please further identify the dates of said telephone numbers and the telephone carrier or company providing telephone service. Travel records for all travel and or airline flights between the dates of January 2018 to present, all travel between Utah, Arizona, Idaho, and Hawaii, any other travel locations within the specified dates, and three, social media. All social media memberships or associations and forum site memberships, usernames and passwords associated with identified usernames, posts, communications, chats, and or emails from date above to present, including, but not limited to, not limited to. So give us some more stuff. We didn't ask for it, but you know, if you can think of it. Because I'm Facebook. asking you to do my job, apparently. Yeah. Again. Facebook. Yes. AVOW, that's the Another Voice of Warning website. Mm -hmm. Yahoo groups, Twitter, Instagram, any of the like. If you refuse to produce the password, please identify each date of communication and the like. Well, he says that a lot, associated with said social media account and produce all accompanying communications, statements, opinions, religious speech, emails, chat records, etc. We're not done yet. Internet provider. Please identify your internet provider, whether professional or personal, from dates above to present, whether this be home, business, or the like. <laughs> this is a drinking game. It should right. be a drinking game. It, it should. Internet provider, please. Oh, I already read that. So he's got me baffled. Right. Uh, computers and or electronic devices. Please identify each and every computer, laptop, desktop, tablet, iPad, cell phone, wearable smart device, or the like that you have used or owned since said date to present. Wearable smart device? Like your smartwatch? Yeah. Okay. Fitbit. Tons of evidence on my smartwatch. Fitbit. We want to know how many steps you watched, mel walked, Melanie. Yeah. That's incriminating. Please identify provider seller of said device. If you bought a smartwatch at Walmart, why God, we want to know about it. <laughs> Current location of said device, if not in your personal location, personal possession. If device was destroyed, sold, discarded, please advise of purchase, acquisition date of said device and date of destruction, sell, discarded of said device. If you sold or discarded an identified piece, please identify what mechanism of advertising was used by you or your agent and buyer's contact information, name, <laughs> address, telephone number. Well, yeah, okay, so I sold this on Facebook Marketplace. All right, who got it? Yeah. Podcasts. Now, this one I think is interesting. Produce all podcasts and the like. Including all formerly shared posted podcasts, as well as all recorded materials, communications, edits, recordings associated with identified podcasts 
or the like in your possession. If you are aware of the like and identified is not in your possession, if that sounded incoherent, it's because it was, please identify your opinion or belief as to where identified recordings are located. He wants the Field of Fire podcast. Time to warrior up the podcast. They're not public anymore. Right. Preparing a people podcast and books, publications, and appearances, including Field of Fire and Preparing a People events. He wants, oh, Book of Mormon evidence events, firm foundation events, or the like. If not in your possession, please identify whereabouts of said documents or records. All communication between you and above individuals regarding creation of publications, books, articles, speeches, appearances, etc. And a few more things. I think we're getting tired of hearing this, but et cetera, this is et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the like. And he wants all of this on his desk no later than June 1st. Right? Can you mean she's right. going to give him a huge multi terabyte hard drive, just like um, Prosecutor Wood did, and then he's going to bitch and moan? <laughs> right. What, what does any of the, like, yeah. there, like, there's hardly anything in that that's going to have anything to do with this case. Fine. Yeah. The social media, the texts, the devices, great. What the hell are the podcasts have anything to do with this? I have no idea. You know, other than you're going to try to say, well, Lori really did believe her children were zombies. Yeah. I mean, really? Are they going to try to go that way? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's bonkers. It's all that. And, you know, the like. But yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to say that now from now until the end of the time. Right. Uh, yeah, it's just crazy. But yet again, yes, he gave her less than a week to turn all of that over to him. Can you imagine? Even, <laughs> pardon me, if she was going to try to... Uh, comply with that list in a week yeah there's no way she's going to try to comply with that list she's going to oh, get an attorney and an attorney's going to say do cool. not give him anything mm -hmm. this is so typical of means though because we've been seeing yeah. him do it to the prosecutor's office forever he doesn't want to have to do any of his own research he doesn't want to have to track anything down he doesn't have anyone helping him to do that kind of research and so he's trying someone you know to force her to do it for him yeah. Yeah. Catskills means is such a tool. Uh, he should. He is a tool. He's absolutely uh -huh. a tool. He's a broken tool. He is a tool that no longer works. Yeah. Yeah. It was discarded yeah, and or sold to someone on Facebook Marketplace. Yes. Yeah. I, I will give him this much credit. I didn't catch a single misspelling in the whole document. I Dude. think he finally got Grammarly. Grammarly. Maybe he finally heard you. Yeah. Now, some of it uh, was obviously pretty incoherent, but uh, and if you really ran that through Grammarly about after that first and the like, she would have actually kicked you in the face. So I don't know. But the spelling was better. I will say the spelling was better than it has been. Well, at yeah. least that was. Yeah. Yes. She was doing a podcast with Lori the night that JJ was killed. It was the Feel the Fire podcast. So that episode. Sure. All mm -hmm. the episodes. I mean, you guys, we do podcasts. Do you have any idea how oh. much data that would be? Mm -hmm. Like, I, oh my gosh. Yeah. We have I giant Dropbox accounts to hold these files. I can't imagine. Oh, 
I can't imagine having to listen to all of that, you know, and what kind of smoking gun he thinks he's going to draw out of it. I know, like I there's know. something he's looking for. And obviously what? this phone call, you know, and, and maybe she spilled her guts in the grand jury. We don't know. Yeah. 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 But So that's interesting. <laughs> you can see why she tried to refuse to take it because, holy God, that's right. insanity. Yeah. And so the other thing that we have to share, and I'm going to tell you right now, this is a list that's been floating around on the Internet. And I could not verify exactly where it came from, but I'm going to share it because, but I want to say that up front, yeah. um, but I'm going to share it because it does seem credible and mm -hmm. because uh, it's interesting, I think, to all of us. I'm going to tell you one more thing before I get there too. And that's that a friend of mine was having lunch in JB's today and guess who was in there? Yeah. Colby, his wife, his daughter, the Woodcocks and a camera crew <laughs> have a lunch. Yep. Yeah. They are all in town. Well, Justin Lum did an interview with the Woodcocks yes. earlier today. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I'm sure Justin is here. No, that was on Zoom. Oh, was it on I, Zoom? Justin is not oh. here. Yeah, Justin. I didn't have here. a chance to watch it. I've been watching mm -hmm. so many things today. I can't even tell you. <laughs> I know. We have a lot of work on our table right now. Oh my yeah. goodness, yeah. I agree with you, Galaxy. Absolutely. It is a ridiculous, unreasonable request for evidence. But he's done the you same exact thing to the prosecutor. These ungodly huge lists of stuff that are like, dude, you're not doing any of your own research. You're not doing mm -mm. any of your own tracking down anything. He just wants Absolutely. everybody else to do it for him. Totally. Innocuous made a super good point that I wanted to share. She said means is asking for information the way a divorce lawyer does mm. as he is not and has not ever tried a criminal attorney case. Uh, Lori's defense is in serious trouble and mm. open to appeal more than it before it started. I agree. Totally. Mm. He is not qualified for this. He had never mm. even tried a felony until no. now. And now he's yeah. trying to try a capital case or, or defend a capital case. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. It's insane. But it is. at any rate, why well, no point though? That does sound like a, a, a divorce attorney, yeah. doesn't it? It does. So let's dive into this list that I lost. Okay, hold on one second. The things I do. <laughs> you know why? It's because I had forgotten to pull up uh the subpoena, and then I realized that that was part of what we wanted to share tonight because that was just too good to not go through. Oh my gosh! It's because insane. frankly, if my head to spin by that, so did all of yours. Oh my! My brain is numb from that. I was just thinking about myself and all of my the different social media that I'm, you know, that I have a connection to, and what it would feel like to have to uh, to come up with all that. Yeah. Like, and I like can't even text histories and stuff. I mean, do you even have all that anymore? Emails, you know, are these things you've saved or not saved? You know, those things can be deleted and long gone. Yeah. Yeah. Might not even yeah. be the same phone. I mean, you know, but I guess that's why. <laughs> right. So I'm going to share this list with you. Some of the people on it we know, some of them we don't. So we'll explain as we can. And then I want to talk to you about one of the things in the, uh, the filing paperwork and talking about some of Alex's Google searches because there's a little confusion yes. on that. Um, so here's the grand jury witness list. Ray Hermosillo. So actually, before I start that, I'm going to say that we believe that the first 16 names on the list are all law enforcement. Uh, yeah. we, know, we know most of them. 
We believe these are all law enforcement in some capacity. Some of them are from Madison. Some of them are from Rexburg Police. Some of them are from uh, South Fremont or from Fremont, uh, Fremont yeah. Sheriff's Office. Some of them are FBI and the like. Okay. <laughs> That's your new phrase. That Yeah. I'm, oh, no. I'm never going to be able to stop. Okay. Ray Hermosillo, Ron Ball, Randy Reese, Dave Stubbs, Joe Powell, Bruce Mattingly. These are all detectives that were on the case. They, I think they were all there when the kids were found. Vince Kayakamanu, yeah. Rylene Nolan, Tara Martinez, Angela Yancey, Haley Palmer, Taylor Ballard, Katie Dace, Chuck, say it, I can't ever say it, Consitas, Consitas, Mark mm -hmm. Sari, Helena Kayakamanu, Culture Cannon, Garth Daybell, Garth is Chad's son, he was in the house when Tammy died, mm -hmm. um, probably sleeping. Garth is like a big care bearer. He's the cutest. Um, I, I, my heart is just so sad for Garth. Yeah. Joe Murray, that is uh, Chad's son-in-law. That's Emma's husband. Melanie Pulowski, Zulima Pastenas, David Warwick. Now, David Warwick, the other night we couldn't remember David's name. Uh, David yeah. Warwick is Melanie Gibbs, maybe husband. There's been some question maybe about that. Maybe getting divorced, I'm not sure. Yeah. Melanie Gibb, Steve Daniels. Gary Liu, Eric Christensen, Ricky Wright, Garth Warren, Ian Pulowski, Audrey Berriotto, Ben Dean, Lane Kinghorn, Emma Moss. We actually believe that is Emma Murray or Emma Daybell. Mm -hmm. Heather Daybell. Heather uh, is Chad's sister-in-law. Yeah. Emma is Chad's daughter. But yeah, Emma is Chad's daughter. Sandra Briggs, Shanna Miller, Micaiah Beglin. Jared Wilmore, Christina West, Allie Greenhall, Cammie Wilmore, Brenda Dye, Mike Doug Douglas, and Doug Hart. The lower, latter part of that list were neighbors. Those are all people that live out in that area, to the best of my knowledge. Yeah, um, so yeah. we have family, we have law enforcement, we have neighbors, and we have some friends all yeah. on this list. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. It's just interesting, too, that we've had all of those... Uh, crews out there you know that we've had all these guys in town yeah yeah so Ooh. last thing I, I know is so much christy i'm going to send you a picture i wanted you to share okay we have brain drain today you guys as you can imagine yeah there's been a lot just so much information so one of the things that colby not colby i'm so sorry colby uh, one of the things that Alex had Googled oh, yeah. that they are using as evidence, his Google history. Uh, one of the things he Googled was he was researching a Grendel drop. So I've seen a lot of speculation and confusion about this. So a Grendel is a kind of gun. And so I looked it up. This may not have been the exact model that he had, but did you get it? Yeah. Well, I think I already had it, didn't I? Yeah, I think you did. Yesterday. Okay. Yep, I've got it. So this may not have been exactly the uh, model, but this is basically what a Grendel looks like. Now, remember that when Tammy was shot at, she told police that someone shot at her with a paintball gun. Yeah. So a Grendel is, it actually is an aggressive looking weapon, but for mm -hmm. someone who couldn't fathom someone shooting at them with 
an actual gun. Right. I can see why she thought it was a paintball gun. It was also dusk. Mm-hmm. I can too. And he was wearing black. The mm-hmm. gun's black. It was dusk. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what does drop mean? So drop is a ballistics term. My husband explained this to me. I'm going to do a ridiculous job at it, but I'm going to try. Basically, once you fire a bullet and it exits the gun, it drops as it increases in velocity. And so what he was trying to do is figure out how far above Tammy he needed to shoot for the bullet to make contact with her. Yeah. Because this is my opinion, because they haven't said this for certain, but you know, he effort up when he tried to kill Brandon Boudreaux and missed him. Yeah, he so, should have. Yeah, he had to do a better job this time. So he had been researching how to make this happen. Yes, velocity and drop. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. So that's what that meant. A lot of people have asked us about what that meant in the uh, filing papers, and that's basically. Mm-hmm. Now, a ballistics person could do a better job than me, but basically that's the the gist of it. And and when he tried to fire this at her, it jammed, right? Like it didn't actually fire. Oh, he fired twice. Oh, did he fire twice? Mm -hmm. Oh. He missed. And he missed. You know, he was not really meant for sniperhood, apparently. No. Nope. He was actually a pretty terrible hitman, to be honest. Now, he did hit Charles. He did hit well. That was close range. Yeah. Um, well, and they did prove, they had proven that this was Alex. They proved that he was in Rexburg the day that this occurred. They proved that he again, was at the church papers. two miles from Chad's house. Yep. So the church is on the Salem Highway. Yeah. And, you know, Which Chad is down the road. So it is likely, I think, that he parked at the church or maybe right down the road from the church. And walked to Chad's house because he took yeah. off on foot. The you know the person who shot at Tammy, she told the police that he shot twice and then left, ran away, took off on foot. So yeah. it looks to us like, from what they're saying, he must have parked at or around the church, mm-hmm. or maybe even left his cell phone in the truck at the church where mm-hmm. you know. But uh, it would have been a place you could park a car that it wouldn't have. Nobody oh, would have suspected it. Sure, it people have been weird. Leave their cars in church parking lots all the time for whatever reason. Right. So, but that's the gun or something, you know, similar to that gun. Now, the other question is, did he have a silencer on the gun? So it's actually, this gun doesn't have a huge kick and it's possible that it didn't. And, you know, that he just shot at her and she just, you know, because paintball guns also, you know, they do have a noise. They're not completely soundless. Right, And it's possible that what she heard really was just a, uh, what am I trying to say? You know, just the, uh, the firing of the gun, um, right. a, a silencer for this gun, it sounds like would have been a little more problematic and silencers have to be registered. And now of course we know there's black market gun sales all over the place. So who knows? Is but Idaho. Are you kidding? It, it doesn't necessarily mean this gun had, a silencer on it. What she heard may have really just been the firing of the gun. So Mm. we don't know that for sure, but that was kind of the talk. You know, people always thought, well, maybe it was a gun with a silencer. Actually, it looks like maybe it was just a gun that she just couldn't fathom was really an aggressive. Right. I wouldn't have recognized. I wouldn't recognize this either. I would have gone to paintball gun first too. Mm -hmm. 
doesn't look like yeah. the kind of rifles we see around here most of the time. So yeah. innocuous says Colby seems like such a cutie and a nice young man. Yeah. I can't imagine what him and his precious wife and child are going through. You know, I agree with you, innocuous. And I will say that I've seen some people really slay Colby online, really destroy him for having a GoFundMe, for making YouTube videos. And I don't really understand why. I don't Colby either. Colby has lost so much in this. And I just don't really feel like he deserves that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, his mother moved away and took the kids and wouldn't even tell him where they were. Yeah. You know, well, he also had her as a mother. And as we know, over the years, she was a shit mother long before she killed her kids. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, she, he, that kid's been drug, drug through a knothole backwards all these years. I he just, has. my heart melts for Colby. It does. Yeah, me too. Yeah. There's okay. Nothing. Thank you. Kobe's Kobe's. Is that right? I want to say that right. Yeah. Uh, said the sound kind of a wep sound for bullet whizzing by you. Like the paintball discharge sound because paintballs yep. are discharged through air. Right. Air, air, air stuff. Yeah. I agree. It would yeah. have a similar sound. Mm -hmm. So, because they're actually not really, uh, you know, they're not really, a, what am I trying to say? This gun, I think it only shoots 22 bullets. I mean, it's not like. We're not talking like a 30 out six or something that has a huge kick and makes such a huge uh, sound. Yeah. So biscuits and gravy says you gals aren't getting it. Yeah. Alex built a homemade silencer, fitted it on the gun, but the silencer fouled out with the bullet as it left the barrel. Thus the constant missed shots. Maybe, okay. but the police actually have this gun. They found this gun. Mm -hmm. So I think they yeah. would know that. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I'm not saying he didn't. Um, he wasn't good at this. Yeah. There's also some video out there somewhere of uh, of Alex and Chad at a firing range. Oh, that's practicing, right. practicing. Yeah. You know, because he did a bad job on Brandon. Right. Yeah. Innocuous says it's my understanding this gun yeah. uh, does not sound like a rifle that is loud. It makes a pop sound like a paintball gun or a BB gun. Yeah. 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 So anyway, but yep, that's what he was up to. He was also uh, Googling shooting through the window of a uh, Dodge Durango, which yeah. I was a little bit confused about because where did the Dodge Durango come from? I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know. Who had the Dodge Durango because uh, I don't think that was his truck. So no. I don't know hmm. on that one either. But yeah. moral of the story, probably a bigger piece of the, the story besides what the gun is or isn't, is that the uh it's all in the electronics you guys it's it all is. it's all in those cell phone in, pings it's all in the pings and the text messages and what they've been able to recover from all of that stuff yeah you know clear back in january 2020 when they raided chad's house and they took like 45 pieces of evidence and most of it was electronic devices and things like that right they got a lot, I think, of this stuff then. And they then they've been gathering the rest since. Part of the what's taken so long was going through all of this stuff. Oh and because there's so much to wade through and it's so yeah. technical. If you remember in the preliminary, when they had the FBI agent on the stand that was talking about the technicalities of all of the pings and how they have to sort through them and figure them all out. And holy yeah. hell. It's yeah, a big it's, deal. And that's part of the reason yes. Mark Means has been so pissed off because 
it's so much information to go through and try to mm -hmm. understand. And well, it, and those FBI analysts, I mean, they have the technology to do it, the understanding to do it, mm -hmm. but it still has taken them a year, you know, yeah. to get through it all more than a year. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's just so much. So anyway, so that's some of the other stuff that's kind of out there right now. We wanted to make sure that we hit on tonight and, you know, we'll just keep a finger on it. As of right now, the next time we'll see any of this stuff in court is June 9th. However, we don't know. It's possible that we'll see maybe, you know, a full arraignment for Lori before then. Maybe. We don't we'll know. See. It was very strange to me that they didn't set a date in court. Yeah. They generally do. And so, and and they did set the next date for Chad. So why not the next, you know, there's something yeah. with, I'm not ready, Your Honor. I really think yeah, there's something going on there. I, I do think when they announce the arraignment date, it'll be really super duper quick, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, that's an interesting... Kobe said, I fear Tammy knew it was a real gun when Chad had her sign the life insurance uh, increased papers. I also think she knew he'd try again. Well, it does make you wonder. It really does. Mm -hmm. I mean, she had to have known that some things were really not right, you know? Well, and it was known in the family that things were not good. Mm -hmm. They had a son out on a mission. She was kind of waiting for that. Mm -hmm. to resolve before she was thinking about leaving him. And he may have mm -hmm. known that too. Yeah. But we don't know. She didn't get a chance to do any of those things, unfortunately. Right. I mean, uh, she had confided in family members that she wanted to leave, but yeah, didn't mm -hmm. want to uh, upset the apple cart for the son on the mission. Yeah. Yeah. Very sad. Yeah, that was so yeah. instead she died. Awful. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, she was the main breadwinner in their home, too. She was. She was a secretary. I'm sorry, she was a librarian at an elementary yeah. school. Yeah. And because Chad she pretty did much his... always been the main breadwinner in mm -hmm. their household. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I'm sure she felt some responsibility to continue to keep her job and keep working and keep bringing in income. Because you guys don't, you may not know this, but it's not mm -hmm. cheap to send a kid on a mission. That's not free. Mm -hmm. Members pay no. somewhere around four hundred to five hundred dollars a month for their kids to get to go on a mission. Yeah, and so they were probably funding that. Now, lots of wards have wealthy benefactors that if a kid wants to go on a mission and their family can't afford it, they'll help pay for it or fully fund it. But it's probably not. It's it's most likely that Daybells were paying for that. So beyond all yeah, of their yes. other expenses. She was probably paying for that kid every, you know. She probably was and just knew that she couldn't, she couldn't really disturb the situation until he was home, which mm -hmm. is just really sad. It is. Yep, it is. And he is home now, in case you're wondering. Yeah. But, yeah. So, well, that's where it's at. Lots of interesting stuff. Um, we didn't go through all of the arraignment papers today. Uh, there's There's other stuff in there, too. Yeah, we talked about it a little earlier, but there were some text exchanges between Chad and Lori talking about the fact that they believed that Tammy was possessed by a spirit named Viola. Yeah, boy. Because, you know, if they wanted to get rid of you, 
then you were definitely a zombie or possessed or something. Right. You know, like Charles was and supposedly and all that stuff. They just yeah. gave themselves, you know, excuses to mm -hmm. pull off they, this they, horrible shit. Right. Permission. They constantly gave themselves permission. They did. By some kind of, uh, yeah, some kind of bad guy thing. Yeah, it's wild. Yep. 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 All right. So here's where it stands. So a uh, few other things to note. We do have a new episode coming out on Patreon. It'll come out uh, tonight or first thing in the morning mm -hmm. talking about the Mother God cult. If you're not familiar with it, it'll feel just a little bit like this. There Minus the murder. Creepy and weird. Yeah. Yep. It's just really, really disgusting. So yeah. there is that. Um, so that'll come out on Patreon. Uh, if you're a patron, great. If you're not, if you, you want to be, just go to Patreon and look for True Crime Paranormal and yep. you'll find us. And then we'll be back tomorrow night at seven for the Psychic Hour. So if you want to join us for it's that and reading or, you know, hear what our main topic is this week, we'd love to have you there. We do have two uh, pop-ups coming up this weekend. We have not had an MMIW case yet this week, but we will be bringing you one in pop-ups. So Yep. No worries. We actually missed last week and we hate it because, uh, you know, we had pledged to do an MMIW case every week this uh, year. And somehow last week with lots of other things happening, it fell through the cracks. So we'll, yeah. we're back on track this week. We're, we're sorry, but <laughs> we'll get back to it. We promise. We definitely so that's will. what's coming. And of course, you know, anything else that comes out here in the Daybell mess, we'll be back to you with as well. So. For sure. Thanks so much for being here, you guys. We appreciate you very much. This is True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Take care. Bye, guys. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can always like and subscribe there as well. We also love comments and reviews. True Crime Paranormal is hosted by Katie Weaver and Christy Brower and produced by Christy Brower. True Crime Paranormal is a short girl productions podcast.